There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. This is putting it in perspective for us. It really is. Mom won't watch the news at night. There's too much stuff that's making her cry. You ever cry when you watch the news? No. I've cried while being on the news. While trying to give the news. <laughs> and coming up short. Periodontist again? No. Uh, this is just a this is just a cleaning for my mouth. Oh, dirty mouth. Ooh, mm. bad boy. Dirty, poor mouth. <laughs> so your dentist listens to the show and he says your mouth needs cleaning. That's correct. Comma boy. <laughs> Comma boy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this is the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Welcome to the Appliance Discounters Eight O'clock Hour. And come on in. The water is warm. A lot of people have said they're going to call in. Uh, Jackson, I don't know if anybody's really done it. No. Uh, Steve Schmicky in North County. Phone line 6369004. Uh, email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling. Email in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Doug, design, air, heating, and cooling, the official HVAC provider of the Ryan Kelly Morning After and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And how do you do? High of 60 on Wednesday? I saw that. Let's go out and compress some golf balls. High of 59 next Tuesday. Let's go out and compress some golf balls. I All the see... courses still open? Uh, they stay open know. in January? I suppose. I don't know. I'm that. not sure I've ever golfed in January here. Uh, I see some lows in the 23, but all of the highs are at least in the 40s minus one day, and that's this Friday. But, uh, yeah, a bunch of days with highs in the 50s. So, you know, I mean, it, it, listen, is it ideal? Of course it's not. But... We're making our way here through the winter, and minus a couple of days in December, it's been mild. Right. There hadn't been a whole lot of misery yet. But if you're dealing with a furnace that's down, it doesn't matter if it's uh, in the 50s, uh, because overnight it's going to be in the 20s or 30s, and you know you've got to get it taken care of. So you go to designairservice.com and work with Seth Goldcamp, and you'll be thrilled that you did the official HVAC provider of the Ryan Kelly Morning After and the Tim McCurden Show. Doug is a client. I'm a client, and we are very happy that we are. 
Design Air clients. Design Air heating and cooling online at designairservice.com. I deep teased this. John Mazalak was on with Tom Ackerman yesterday on KMOX, uh, and he was asked about the Cardinals' payroll and resources since he addressed on the front end of the offseason that they would be increasing payroll. Uh, here is what he had to say. Okay, hit the labor policy. So I know you're going to get this question. You're going to get a lot of questions about payroll and about Tom Ackerman uh, talking earlier in the offseason about resources. How will you handle that? I know you're going to answer those when oh, they well, come. But, yeah. how, how do you I'll handle it? I'll, I'll handle it honestly. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I think like, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, we did have an opportunity to increase payroll, which it will be higher than what we played at last year. So that, that's fact one. And, and number two is, you know, just because you have resources, you're not just going to go spend it wildly on something that you know, doesn't make sense. I mean, we, we, we knew what we had to accomplish this off season. We went into it with, with the hopes of doing it. Um, and then as, as other things presented itself or, or unfolded, it just didn't get to the point where we were excited enough to, to necessarily do it. And, you know, that might, you know, depress people or disappoint people, but, you know, my responsibility is, is, to uh, um, adhere to the franchise, adhere to ownership, and, and do what you know we think is best for, for putting together a, a winning club. And you know, I, I do think we're we're all, we are in a unique situation, maybe relative to other teams, where we do feel like we have some some emerging talent, up and coming talent, and you, you know, we just don't want to to go down a path where we don't create that opportunity and then regret not having that opportunity for individuals um, as we enter 2023. Doug, you follow? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, they don't want to be in a position where they traded Nolan Gorman for somebody who's got a year left on his contract, and then you see Gorman become a 40-home run-a-year second baseman. That's the kind of thing that they're trying to avoid. I, I can see that. I think they're they're counting heavily on, yep, uh, Arenado <laughs> and Goldschmidt having career years again. I mean, that's the problem. Is like we we just are putting every bit of pressure on Goldschmidt and Arenado. Like I would be so pissed if I was those two. It's like Jesus, can you give me some help a little bit? No. Mozilloc, this is why he's hired to do these things. He's the best PR in the game. Like he does, <laughs> he does get so much. He there's, does there's so help. much damage control on himself. That's why he's worth the money. He can spin it with the best of them, man. He is spin team central. But you would agree that just because you go out and throw a whole lot of money at a free agent doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right way to go. Yeah. Steven Matz. I mean, like, we, we've seen a lot of that. Yeah. So, like, why not throw it on the right guy? I mean, we've seen a lot of them just closing your eyes and throwing, you know, and trying to for it to stick. We've seen a lot of those types of contracts. Fowler, Mike Leak. I mean, Cecil, Andrew Miller. Please, Doug, tell me when to stop. Um, so we, have, we 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 do throw money at people. I'm, my my thing is throw it at the right people. If you have to overpay by a couple million, a few million, a couple years for a guy that's going to really help your roster for the first five or six, then I think that's worth it. I don't think you think of one negative thing and then go, oh, well, that's why we can't because, you know, we can't sign him to a seven-year deal because yeah. those last two are, well, if you get two World Series opportunities out of it, then the last two dead years are fine. But uh, even, there's... even those free agents you mentioned... That, that's kind of what he's talking about not wanting to do again, because most of those players, when they were signed, we thought, okay, that makes sense. 
That's good. That makes sense. That'll so help. So the fans have to pay for Moselock's mistakes twice over. <laughs> no. So we have to deal with the free agents he, it's just nothing's he, guaranteed. he didn't hit on. But we also now have to be understanding that since he is terrible at signing free agents, now we have to not have free agents because, you know, the DeWitts aren't giving him full control because of what he's done in years past. I don't know. I, just, I just for the purpose of some more context, here's a second uh, soundbite. Okay. I'd like to hear that. Hit the lever, please. Plus. So that sounds like... At least sounds like right now that if you're expecting fireworks, big splash, something like that, don't get your hopes up. That's what it sounds like. Right. I mean, like, you never rule anything out, right? Like, like something could present itself that makes a whole lot of sense that we haven't talked about or or explored to this point. But in terms of looking at our club, um, you know, there's just, you know, there are are names that get bantered about that we're just not going to trade. And, you know, in doing so, it, it... you know, it does, I guess, create some level of, of paralysis and something. And then when you say, well, what are you trading for? Like, you know, like um, right now, you know, the, the, the bet we're making is, is on Wayno, Michael Flaherty, Montgomery, and Matt. And, you know, you got Dakota in the wings. But, like, you know, you're, you're hoping that gets you a lot of innings. Now, I know people are like, well, some of those guys didn't pitch much last year. You know, what are you getting out of Jack? I mean, this, these are decisions that internally, like, we have confidence in and we believe in. So, you know, we'll find out if we if we um, made the right decision or not once we play the season. There it is, John. Is like giving his perspective on it? I don't I'll, – I'll be straightforward, but I don't necessarily um, say it the way the Plowhawk says it, but I don't – I don't understand – I don't – I just – I don't I don't understand what the the plan is, but at the same time, my thought has been, okay, there's still a month and change between now and when they show up in Jupiter, but the team didn't have the offense and hasn't had the offense to be a championship contender, um, a, a world championship contender, National League pennant contender. Of course, it can happen, and you've had two world championships in what would be described, I think, as surprising runs in 2006 and 2011. And so uh, I, I think the, the third best hitter at the end of the year, I think that would be fair to say, retired, even though it was certainly a windfall with regards to the pro- production you got. And maybe now you've replaced that, albeit with a catcher slash DH. But I just, I don't, I, 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 it, 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 right now it's good enough to win the National League Central, but I just don't see it as being good enough to win the National League. Can it happen? Conversation going on amongst. Can it happen? Of course it can happen. But do I feel like it is uh, substantially improved? No. Do I think they're a better team than they were at the end of the season? I mean, I suppose you could make a case offensively. You're going to get more out of Contreras than you would have in our pools in 2023. But you don't have Quintana now. And you're number one starter is probably Adam Wainwright. So that's a little... It's just... I don't Not know. getting Cantana is the one that really surprised me. I mean, what did he sign for? 11 mil? And he was your best pitcher. Certainly. That's the one that chaps your ass. Well, he was your best pitcher in the yeah. second half of the season after you got him. Mm-hmm. And it's like they didn't even attempt to do it. He just signed. If they just held on to him, I think people would feel better about things going forward. Yeah, I still... I, my whole thing, and right when we talked about it, it's putting so much pressure on two dudes who you, you've done this to the last two seasons. Like, this isn't the year 
you saw Goldschmidt at the end of the year and just wore out. Like, I, I, I think that should have been your tall tale sign to, hey, you know, we need to, you know, get some depth on this team, get another offensive piece so you don't have to. And to me, I just don't know why you overspend on another year and overspend money on a catcher. I just never understood that. I, I wasn't on board with signing a catcher to a five-year, $80 million deal, whatever it was. We just didn't need to do that. They should have traded assets that have their highest value. Lars Newt Bar, I'm sorry, guys, will never be at its highest trade value in his career oh, than what he was this offseason. He just won't. I mean, you're, just, you're going to understand what you have in a Lars Newt Bar type player once you give him 600 plus at bats. And I don't think it's going to be that great. I mean, same with Carlson. Well, I, I don't I think know if you know what you teams, got with that. And I don't know if there's any teams willing to give you a big time player for Lars Newt Bar. I don't think they would even risk giving up Lars Newt Bar and attempt to get a big name player. I think that's really the problem. Yeah, they, they they hype up these guys. They have a social media train of hyping up these Newt Bar, think Carlson type player, think Gorman type player that are now untradeable for 95% of the fans, and it makes no sense. Lars Newtbar hit 240 last year. Like, what are we looking at in terms of a, do we just want a bunch of dudes in the outfield, or do you want, like, a superstar in there with it? And the pepper grinder means nothing to you. That's the, uh, and I think it, it, players coming in that are kind of average to below-average players, I think you're looking at bringing in a rally monkey, bringing in something <laughs> that could, they they got to look <laughs> at Lars Newtbar as a perfect strategy. You do that pepper grinder thing, and now you're untouchable for the organization. And I, I really think somebody could have come with a little monkey on their shoulder. Now, and... there's, a, there's a lot of players that come with a lot of promise that aren't necessarily at the top of their game the first year or two that they're in the league. Improve greatly when they hit 25, 26, 27. And I'm sure every time they, they go to make a trade, somebody says, all right, Jordan Walker would be great. So what do you do if you're Mazalock there? Well, I, I, I get it. There's some tough decisions you have to make. I'm yeah. not saying trade Jordan Walker by any means, but there's a lot of other guys that could be traded for great assets. I mean, well, that's, that's Mason, the question. where does Mason Wynn fit as in this equation in three years from now? I, I don't get—we kind of hold on to these guys until they're, they're, there's very little value because the guy's been in the minors for two, three, four years. I, guys like that that are really good and highly touted, where where is he fitting into the roster in the next two years? I but that's, in, in fairness to what Mazalek said, that's one of the things that he said, that we are in a, a unique spot relative to some of the teams that grab the headlines, that we have players who are on the verge and therefore don't want to block them. Um, now, that may frustrate people, or in my case, confuse people. Again, I still am not closing the book on the offseason. Um, but he's not going to publicly you know, telegraph what they're going to do. Um, so at the same time, uh, I understand when you have when Walker, that's a monster X factor. I mean, if that guy could be uh, something that is of you know real substance, that's a huge upgrade for that offense. And I just have no clue on what that's going to be with what you get out of him. No, I don't think anybody does, and probably won't until spring training and get some idea how he handles major league pitching. And I, I think Gorman is another guy they don't want to let go. This guy hit almost 30 home runs last year as a part-time player in the major between AAA and the majors. He hit almost 30 and didn't play all the time but while he was here. You're going to have to pick between him or Mason Wynn eventually. Like eventually, that you're going to have to decide that. Unless he's, Tommy a, unless Ed, he's I mean, your DH. 
Okay, come on. We can't we can't keep guys just for DH purposes. We can't be an untradeable DH. Uh, so like, well, you can if you're a huge hitter. So like the the fact that you think Gorman's gonna hit thirty and you think Mason Wang's gonna be a consistent Gold Glover, I get that. But you can't play those two in one position. Are you gonna have Gorman go back to third base? When at that time frame, like how long is Arenado gonna be? You know, on the team, three, four, five years. Uh, to me, you just have way too many log jams, and I. I just don't understand the unwillingness to get rid of one guy at that position or, you know, a Lars Newtbar and a Gorman. You still have a Mason Wynn plus four outfielders that aren't playing right now that you think could. Yepes, you know, O'Neal, what have you. So you don't need seven outfielders to fit three spots. You don't need five, you know, second and shortstop to fill two spots. That That's my problem with unwillingness to trade guys that may not even— <laughs> You know, may just play themselves into free agency in four or five years, and you could have gotten X, Y, and Z for them. Uh, they're not happy in the engineer design. Oh, screw them. I don't even care. <laughs> Bring it on, dude. This is not the happy? day. This ain't the day. Why is today not the day? Because of the cigarette thing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, don't get the team's worth the last year, right? Uh, Stephen Wildwood just texted in that a mic drop has been filed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Plowboy, Newt Bars, Exit Velo, oh Walk Rate, <laughs> Hard Hit Rate, and Chase Rate are all in the 90th percentile. That's from Josh Bob Bill. And out and out, whether it looks good on your little you know, side camera... That's Josh cool. Bob Bill brings a side camera. Who would well, be a side like, camera? All those large new bars, like judging the exit velo. Like he looked like that video I'm talking about, to where it looked like he about tore both of his shoulders out to swing. <laughs> if you're going to swing like that consistently, then you're going to be out of the league in about two years. So, keep what about the typer grinder? <laughs> closing his eyes and swinging for the fences so he can show fans that he can have an exit velo of like 116. But that's an out. God, that's You're fast. really down on It's large. an out. <laughs> One sixteen would be fast. An out is an out is an out is an out. As the Cardinals look at him, cool they, they see a guy with a little, he brings a lot of energy to the team. He's an outstanding defensive outfielder. He's fast. He's got some power and loaded with potential. That's what they see. And he doesn't cost him anything. And a good second half. That, that's what they see when they see Newt Bar, as opposed to... Uh, some expensive free agent that might cost him $250 million over six or seven or eight years. That's what they, that's what they see. We're and the getting, free agent doesn't come with any guarantees either that he's going to be an all-star talent. I, I didn't say that. I know. Josh Bob Bill is back. He says it's about predicting future results, comma, dumbass. That's from Josh Bob but Bill. this team's horrible at doing that. And let's just be out on Front Street about that. Front like, Street. <laughs> what uh, prospect has gone to the organization as of late that, like, was hyped up and has fulfilled its duties and is— it, it, not many of them like that. Flaherty was have. on his way until injuries. I guess Wayne Wright, Pujols, Molina. Okay. Now we're, we're going back to we're, dipping we're going into, back twenty well, years for sure. Yeah, I was in grade school, so hot takes <laughs> from someone who admits to not watching the games. Give the man a smoke break. Oh, <laughs> stand the caddy, Doug. He mm. caddied for. Him. But it, it is frustrating when you see the Padres and the Dodgers and the Phillies, and the Mets, and the Yankees, and the Reds throw tons of money, and the Cubs now, too, throwing tons of money at free agents, and you would have wanted every one of those players. And six of seven. the Cardinals came away with none of them. That's frustrating, but I I think if you look at it from their point of view, where they don't want to give up these players that they've drafted and they spent years on, and they have very high hopes and confidence for it, they don't want to give up those guys. I'm not giving Xander Bogarts 11 years either. I get it. But six of those seven teams you named are in the National League, so like. I guess we're just content with doing what was last year with 
you know, playing in a weak division, trying to win that, and just absolutely getting housed in the first round. But don't you have a lot of the same players, though? I mean, Gorman was going to be their second baseman. That didn't work out. Don- well, he's Donovan 22, wins. But, but my point is old. Donovan wins the gold glove. He can play second place. He can play outfield. So we put Gorman, let's put him back at second, then we'll put Donovan in the outfield. Well, Donovan's our second baseman. We'll try Gorman in the outfield. They're all interchangeable. Yeah. They all do the same thing. Yeah. And they're all pretty much the same player. So trade one of them. Thank you. Like, we have too many of the same guys. We just have too many guys. Yepes and O'Neal, they're fun. They're just dudes, you know? Like, they're, <laughs> they're just the average guy. They're not stars. Yeah. So, like, package those guys if you want for something. For but, a star. But to say you can't trade X, Y, and Z, come on. We have five of the same guys just kind of lollygagging around, one of which is one class away from doing steak flambés <laughs> tableside <laughs> there in the dugout. Oh, come on. <laughs> And Don't you think Gorman, if, they could, if they could trade some of those people that are just guys and get a star in return? Don't you think they would have done that? No, because they if like the guy. Because Carlson they get paid you... guy money and not superstar money. Oh. Like, and then you got Gorman and Donovan, who, well, they're probably not going to be second base because we got to give DeYoung another chance. So we'll have Tommy Edmond at second base. You see what I'm saying? I mean, isn't the young thing over? No, oh, he's not gotta, over. You got to give him every opportunity to play shortstop again. Well, it'll be over if he. I, I suppose if he struggles badly over last in spring year. training, it'll, it'll be over. They still owe him, I think, $9 million for next year. Well, Mason Wayne's going to be a hell of a 30-year-old rookie. I'm really <laughs> He's excited very to see young his. Himself. He's like I hope he has a good agent because after that first year, he's going to be 31, so he's going to need to lock up. Tim, why is Darren year. allowed to just talk for these long stretches like he's Greg Amzinger or something? He's just a guy who gets high all the time and plays MLB The Show. <laughs> so I'm in the Roth. I'm in the Roth. It's a very accurate text. I don't know. Oh, I would have loved to have seen them get one more big bat, that would, either that. as an outfielder or as a DH, and maybe a frontish of the rotation type of pitcher. I, th- I thought they would probably d- have done that by now, and I think if they if they still find a way to do that, I think they'd be in pretty good shape without giving away. That's why their I'm top confused, prospects. but then keep telling myself that it has something to do with either uh, trying to get something accomplished and not being able to move it. Uh, whether it be a player they thought they were going to be acquired, because I don't think that the plan going into the offseason was to get Contreras. I don't think that was the plan. Uh, I think they saw the asking price and weren't comfortable with the asking price in order to get Sean Murphy. That's what I think happened, and then they pivoted. Uh, I also wonder, and we've talked, we talked about this maybe, I guess it was probably before the Christmas break, because there's an article in the New York Post regarding the Bally situation, and if they are having some concerns regarding the television contract in regards to impacting their business, then that is something that would play a role in, you know, something that the moment is surprising to me. But again, it's, it's still a month and change away from spring training. John Mazalek does talk about the off season more in a past tense when he was speaking to Tom Ackerman on KMOX and the sound bites that we just played but um, I don't I don't know if that would be a factor in it. And if it is, it's not something that they would necessarily come out and say. Is the Mets payroll up to a billion dollars yet? Doug, are they at a billion? <laughs> I don't know. It's close. It, it is close. I think they handed out like $800 million in contracts, something like that. Well, the Correa thing is still kind of up in the air, isn't it? And that's a big yes. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a confusing situation. For all their pain, Scherzer and Verlander, those guys are. One of them's 40 and the other's close to it. 
you know, it wouldn't be stunning if one or both of them broke down. Wouldn't be stunning. Right. They've shown no signs of it lately, but that's still a lot of money to throw at very old pitchers. Right. It's yeah. all in mentality. It's winning yeah. right now. Yeah. And it's not it's not impossible that the Cardinals play a month or two of the season and say, "Well, this guy's not getting it done. We'll make a trade now." Oh, I love some trade. teams. Some teams look like they're not they're not going to be in it. You make a trade during the season. It helps. I love trading guys at the lowest trade value. <laughs> That's always fun. Oh, they're not working out. They're hitting a hundred now. Well, Let's that, that wouldn't necessarily be the guy you could trade, but you could still replace him. And our ace is forty-two. So, yeah, that rotation is garbage. I think I think Michaelis <laughs> is now the ace. Based on the year he had last year, two two of the last three years, he's been pretty good. Yeah. All right. So it's one and one a. Well, at 42, you can still be an ace if you go to Mentality. LowTUSA.com is where you would go. LowTUSA.com. Check out Mentality today. Decreased mental acuity, attention span, and stress can cause focus issues on even the most simple tasks. Belly fat, feeling bloated, and a lack of lean muscle and tone that used to be easy to get rid of or maintain. Mentality is a local health care facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. When you feel like you don't have the energy or drive to keep up with your kids after work, if you could just feel like you did five or ten years ago so you can be present with your family, be the father, husband, and friend, you know you can be. That's where Mentality can help you out. It's Mentality. Check them out online at lowtusa.com. There is no better way to find out if you can improve the way you feel than by going to lowtusa.com. Com. Mentality Board Certified Physicians provide a complete physical exam, consultation, complete blood panel, and results with the very first visit. It's Mentality online at lowtusa.com. Doug and Marco Bertarelli is online as well, isn't he? He's a Bertarelli Cutlery. He certainly is. You know what they are? They're a cut above the rest at oh. Bertarelli Cutlery. It's a locally owned family business. Been an institution on the hill since 1974. Support locals. Swing on down to the hill and see our friends Marco Bertarelli and company. They have an awesome showroom with a variety of kitchen tools and gadgets and mixers and, of course, some world-class knives like those Wusthof knives. Also, they will sharpen your knives at Bertarelli Cutlery like they do for many of the fine restaurants around town. In fact, you can get a job with Bertarelli right now. They have an opening. They're hiring a knife sharpening technician. If you're interested, wow, wow, wow. email your resume to, write this down, contact at BertarelliCo.com. Contact at BertarelliCo.com. Be a great place to work down there on the hill. Marco Bertarelli and everybody, they'd love to have, They'd love to talk with you if you're interested in a job like that. It's where chefs go to shop for their kitchen tools at Bertarelli. All kinds of unique gadgets, professional quality tools and utensils. And if you're somebody who knows what it means to work hard, you'll appreciate Bertarelli for their ability to sharpen up your tools also. Chainsaw, axe, knife, and lawnmower blades. You bring those blades to Bertarelli and they'll have those tools working like they did 20 years ago. And they do repair on maintenance and slicers. If if you have a commercial-grade slicer that needs work, Bertarelli can handle that. They'll help you slicing like the Dickens. Bertarelli Cutlery is at 1927 Marconi Avenue on the Hill. The website again, BertarelliCo.com. There it is, Bertarelli Cutlery. Send your emails in for our design air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after, at InsideSTL.com. Text in 314-881-TMA5 for our engineer design facilities. Text inbox. And, of course, Email in for the designer heating and cool email a day. Call in Steve Schmidt Kia North County phone line 636-9004-TMA and go to tmastl.com to become the TMA Listener of the Month presented by Milagro Tequila. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. And I hear tell the prize for, a prize as mm. for Listener of the Year. 
Doug, we're talking big time cash value. Really? Yeah. What is it? I had a little uh, conversation on Friday. I'm just deep teasing. That's all I'm doing, deep teasing. Oh. Uh, so sign up, cost nothing. Go to tmastl.com. It's the Lister of the Month, Milagro Tequila. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro. And then once you are in, you now are in a spot where you could be in the mix to win Listener of the Year. There will be 11 competing in December for our TMA Year End Awards. And maybe, just maybe, you get to go on a trip with us and see what really happens when the microphones are off. Mm. Mm. Where the girls aren't. <laughs> 48 or 49, which one was better? Uh, I didn't see any of them. I just like the title. No, those are where the boys aren't. Tara Patrick. Uh, just a barrage of texts unhappy about breathing. The mouth breathing is horrendous. Move back from the mic. Ken, if you don't have to take, back away from the damn mic. I hear whistles. Uh, holy nose whistles, you baked yam. Get the mic out of your left nostril. Hey, you come on, look at him. He's crestfallen That's by right. this. Here's the sex bed. I don't recall that name. Uh, let's see. I hear nose whistles. That's from the old mm. Appleton stepdad. Yeah, he has him way down south. Appleton. If I'm not talking, this is where I'm at. When I go to talk, I'm here, but I'm not. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Oh, my God, I heard sniffing. I heard yeah. it right there. I'm, there, not, I heard it I'm again. not even using my nose when I talk. And then when I don't talk, I'm back here. So. Guys, here's a preview of Doug's dinner tonight. Good evening, honey. How was my day, you ask? Well, after 30 years in journalism and a genuine love for the game of baseball, I have to get up in the middle of the night and listen to a pothead kid that doesn't understand the infield fly rule talk over me about the upcoming season. Please pass the green beans. <laughs> Doug, that's from Peggy's husband. Oh, that's not accurate. Plowsy has an opinion just like everyone else. There you go. Peggy's husband. I, I try to think in terms of how the cardinal ownership and management thinks. If, you know, if it was up to you me, they'd, go, they out, they'd think, go out and buy Doug. every superstar that's, that hits the free agent market every year. But it's just not reasonable. It's not going to happen. So you might as well try to think along with them to see what might be possible. Well, most of the time they're overpaying low-hanging fruit as those big-time free agents are available. And that's... Why I bring up, like, the Brett Cecils, the Mike Leakes, you know, the Andrew Millers. You know, to, it, it, you spend and allocate money terribly. That, it's not about, like, how much you spend. It's who they have spent it on. It's pretty bad. Well, they, they did take on enormous contracts with both Goldschmidt and Arnott. And gave up nobody for them, though. That's well, my point. They should give up a lot of money for them because they gave up, what, a Carson Kelly and a— who the hell? What kind of pitcher went there? What, who went to Colorado? Like a young right-hander, uh, Doug uh, Austin Gomber. Gomber, thank you. Those are the two big names that we gave up for two absolute superstars. Great was, job by management, but uh, you should be overspending money on those guys when you gave up absolutely no one from your organization. Those guys were like yeah. signing free agents because the teams got rid of them because they couldn't afford them. Yeah, and the Cardinals took the took the contracts. Yeah, any team in Major League Baseball would have done those deals and. Two and a half seconds. So, so give him the fact credit. that they did do it. I'd give him credit for, but right. they were just the say, well, we got to pay these guys. Of course you do. You gave up nothing to get them, and then the Rockies paid Arenado his first year. But who? What two corner guys would you rather have than those two in the National League over no, the I, last five years or so? I just feel bad that they have to do everything for the team, and now their third year of doing. Well, they won't win anything if those two guys have to do everything. They need help, mm -hmm. and Contreras should help. I'm sure they think O'Neill. He's got to be better than he was last year. Let's hope we get the O'Neill from 2021. 
Let's hope Walker is who we think he's going to be. Let's hope Gorman takes a big step forward. And suddenly you got a, a pretty good offense. Suddenly, suddenly that would be a really good offense. Living on a prayer. That's what we're going to that, – that's going to be the thing. Well, at, at least in, in terms of O'Neal, he's done it before. Gorman, you've got to figure he's only going to get better. Can't get worse. God bless it. What do you expect from a guy his first year up? He was in the minor leagues last year. That was so subtle yet. Uh, I I think if you guys ran the minor league system, you might be a little short on patience with some of these fellas. The young was in the minors last year, too. Give him another shot this year. Well, you know, he's got that contract. What does he get? He get to, We act like he gets paid $90 million a year. Do you get paid nine. like nine? Yeah, I nine mean, there are ten. teams that are just saying, screw $9 million a year players. Well, they like, may. It's it like may come to that. Thing. may come to that. If you see Paul DeYoung out in, oh, man, I would just absolutely hate to see that roster. But they hung with Carpenter a long time <clears throat> at $18 million a year. Hung with him a long time. Too long in the opinion of many, I'm sure. Maybe in the opinion of everybody. <laughs> I forgot about that contract extension. <laughs> yeah. Oof. It's when they probably wish they had back. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Nice. Real, real. I, I would nice. like to see him get just one more, at least a, at least a really good starting pitcher or a really good bat. I just can't imagine okay. that this will be the team that shows up in Jupiter. But then again, I bet Plowhawk and gave him like 10 to 1 odds. So I've just been... I've been off on the uh, the projections. Uh, let's see what we got. Mr. Licks is apologizing. I'd like the record to show that I do apologize for the slight to call our buzz. The fact that he can lug a trunk full of bush light back and forth to oh. Destin over the years means that minivan is stronger than I realized. That's Mr. Licks. <laughs> I like Destin. I just so why do. is Destin taking strong? I, I don't know, right? but I, I like it. It's a good place. Do a lot of biking. You can't go this time of year, really, because the weather is not... Uh, consistently warm enough. No. That's a nice area. That whole panhandle area is fun. Uh, yeah, it's growing like, like a weed. Well, as is every other part of Florida. Uh, Flocky the Smurf just texted in a picture of breasts and says we've got a Tinder situation. Oh. The uh, the description of the Tinder. Oh, I see now. Go ahead, Jackson. Uh, she, it's Frankie, 38-year-old Woman saying, looking to cuckold my boyfriend. <laughs> mm. Doug, her name is Frankie. She's got, looks like to be a tattoo on the side boob region. No, yeah, I didn't she, see that. She seems to be sitting on a gentleman's lap. I don't yeah. know if that's her boyfriend or not, uh, but that's Frankie. Is she saying this with malice, like he, like he needs to be punished? Uh, it's just a, a sentence, or I guess a phrase, looking to cuckold my boyfriend. And is this a local right. gal? Uh, I don't know where Flocky the Smurf is, but I have to assume. Jackson, why don't you log into your uh, Tinder and see what the word is? Uh, my setting doesn't go high as high up to 38. Oh! It's out of your range. Yeah. Uh, I think I go to 28, so I might not see Frankie on there, but best of luck to her and her soon-to-be cucked boyfriend, I That's guess. That's not a very wide berth for you. 28? Is it almost it, 25 yourself? Yeah, so it goes like 23 to 28, but it gives you a year on each side. Yeah. Kind of like when Tim guesses a year, it gives you a year on each side. Yeah, so you're really cool. narrowly focused on that. Because well, you, could, you could see some girls in their 30s that are ravishing beautiful. Oh, yeah, but I don't know if they're interested in a 24-year-old. Well, you never know. I think Lisa Ann is. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's what I think. Maybe. I'm almost 25. 
I feel like once you get to 25, that's like a different sound. It's like the difference between 5'11 and 6 foot. Like 25 seems like, all right, 25. But what about the difference between 5'4 and 5'5? Five, five? Uh, not, not much of a difference. Not, yeah, marginal difference. There. Used to be you had to be 25 to be able to rent a car. Is that still the rule? I don't know. I've never tried renting the whip. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I don't think that's... Maybe from like an enterprise or something like that, but... Well, where else are you going to rent them from? Uh, I had a buddy do this. Bob's like, rental car? <laughs> yeah, Bill's. Uh, like an exotic rent-a-car where you can like rent like a Lamborghini for a day. Yeah. Which is, of course, old money. Um, and I didn't, he wasn't 25. Joe Rod and I had a beauty. What'd you have? <laughs> I can't remember the name of it, but uh, if Joe Rod's listening, he can text it in. Yeah, our, the people we're supposed to get a car from were closed when we got there. And I can't remember the name of the place. But it was... It was I've never even heard of a company called it. This Th- that might have been the same year that I battled it. Contessie Chattel? Yeah, Chessie Chattel. Contessie Chattel. No, that was a different year. No, remember he had that Yaris one year. Where the rear quarter panel fell off. It literally fell apart. It was like Iggy's. It was disintegrating in real time. It combusted in the parking lot. That was an off-brand rental car company. The bumper just started dragging. Yeah. It was one of those I lined up online. Wow, this is cheaper. I'll go for this. Trying to save the company a buck. It really was like a Hot Wheels car yeah, like in yeah. real life. I, it, it was more like Fred Flintstone. I had a pedal with my feet. <sighs> that was a great one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we had. Management set it up, and we got to the airport, and they're open until 10 or 11. It was 9.30, so we're closed. Mm. How'd you handle that? And the and we, were in, we had a fly to Lauderdale, and I think the company wasn't even close to Lauderdale. How the hell are we going to go get a car? So anyway, we ended up getting Enterprise. They took care of us as usual. Sure. St. Louis-based company. Yes, but we had to do it all on our own. James Carlton and Mark Hannell take care of you. James Carlton, uh, 314-961-4800, sponsor of The Colonel, which is coming your way next. Uh, Gabe uh, was uh, exchanging tweets via his Power Mizzou account because he got rid of his own personal account. Uh, with somebody, I don't know what, Vandy, 63% field goal, second half, sound familiar? Uh, Gabe said, once is an accident, twice is bordering on a trend. Uh, Iggy responded by saying, the woman are 15-1. That's in reference to the Missouri basketball women's team, I assume? Which are 14-3. They don't have three losses. They do. Uh, guarantee they don't have three losses. Uh-oh. I'll bet Jackson? you every cent in the world. Right. I'll bet you everything in my two pockets. Okay. That's why they call you Pockets. They lost to Arkansas on yesterday. So that makes the women... Well, I'm not counting yesterday. Ah, (laughs) so they were 14-2 before that. What do you mean you're not counting yesterday? Well, I knew going into yesterday they didn't have three losses. I didn't pay attention to what they did yesterday. I didn't know they played yesterday. They had two losses going into yesterday. Illinois has a better football recruiting class than Missouri. Do they? How much better? What it do, guru? Now stop that. What was that? Ah, uh, it's a shout-out to Drinkowitz. Oh. Drinkowitz gets a hit. Yeah, but just don't ignore the women's team. I mean, they're 14-2. <laughs> and two. I thought they're 15-1, actually. But... They're 14-3, though. <laughs> but I didn't po- I didn't tweet that right. before yesterday's game. You're right. That's very fair. But I looked it up. I only saw one loss on there, so. <laughs> the men's team are selling out their games these days. A year ago, you could get a ticket for about five bucks and sit wherever you want to, and now they're hundred dollars or more for See, a that good place. Seat. Was bumping against Vandy, like they yeah. actually did the M I Z Z O U chant, which I didn't know they did in basketball at the court. That's about as fast a turnaround as you wow. could ever as you could ever hope to experience, isn't it? 
And now they're talking about him being in line for the Texas job. Yeah, don't, that don't, don't, don't buy into don't, don't, don't listen to that. that. He's not going into Texas. Yeah, I don't think he's. Texas is not hiring someone that they don't know for sure. Well, yeah. Mandy was eight and seven. If you're eight and seven this early in the year, don't you have to really suck if you're playing? Don't you rain on this Tiger bunch? If they were one three in a row. They won three in a row. If you're playing cupcakes to start your season, and you're eight and seven. Eight and seven after they lost to Mizzou. They're a decent team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coached by Jerry Stackhouse. That seven-footer was a snootful. Boy, was he a Robbins? Yeah. Well, a W's a W, I guess. Take any conference you're, win you you're can get. You're downplaying their win. I'm not downplaying. I didn't see the game. I'm not going to sit there and critique it. This I'm just was, saying I saw what the record tuck. was. and Bandy gave us everything we could handle. They don't look to be a very good team record-wise. I mean, oh. at this early <laughs> in the year, you've played, what, one, two conference games? Three? So you played nine cream puffs and you're eight and six? Jerry Stackhouse taking shrapnel this well, morning. Boy. I don't know what Vandy's non-conference schedule was. Probably not terribly strong, but they looked pretty good Saturday. I guess they did. Tough to get easy wins in conference, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Even against bad teams? D- bad is relative. Well, would it kill you to pump up the women's team every once in a while? Well, there just aren't but many Gabe, people watching. The game, he was tweeting about the game that was going on. There's just not that many people watching it. And the gentlemen have a better record. That one game. You you realize that women's basketball isn't as popular as men's basketball in this country. Doug, we explain that in greater You've been to Springfield, Missouri? <laughs> I have. Chicks hoops. The women's team is more popular than the men's team? By far, yes. Still? Not just when they had Jackie Stiles. Well, I don't know about now. I haven't been down there in a while, but... Ask Johnny Johnson, he would know. <laughs> Regular <laughs> guest. This time it's going to be the Colonel. Uh, Gabe Bjarman brought to you by James Carlton. Uh, let's see what we got here. Pardon me, Doug. Let me just squeeze my way into this conversation between you and Jackson. Joe Rod and I did something one time, too. I don't remember the thing or the other thing, but I need to talk right now. So there's my story. He probably could tell you about it, so hopefully he can text in. But I cannot tell you. Thanks. <laughs> what it do, guru? <laughs> I've never heard that. Well, it has nothing to do with it. What it do, guru? <laughs> he did something, we did something, I did something. No, we were talking about rental cars. Right, that's what we And I said I can't think of the name of it, but it was a company nobody's ever heard of. Off-brand. And that's who we had, and they had no cars for us, and they were closed. <laughs> There, that was the whole. I said I don't even follow chicks hoops. <laughs> I didn't down there. <laughs> chicks hoops, man. That gives me everything. That was my. That answer. sounds sexist to me. Chicks. Sexist. I didn't watch women's basketball, and the first day there, I had to go to the game and cover it. I'm yeah. doing a post game show. I'm sure, they had a good team. I said, well, I don't follow this. <laughs> what would you know about it? How am I going to do a post game show? I couldn't name one person on the team. Yeah, you're asking me to do something I can't do. That was my whole point. Right. Maybe. I said, I don't even follow chicks' hoops. <laughs> I didn't. Still don't. That's what you told them. And how did they respond to that? Made me do the game. Then after criticizing Cheryl Burnett after one game, they took me off the air. They did. <laughs> you yeah. were out. Yeah, you can't criticize Cheryl. You're out, Iggy. can't criticize Cheryl. <laughs> Looking forward to the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. A lot to work with. KG and O-Town, the Learn Christmas Arnament. MLS player making between 30000 and $4 million. And Sammy the Sub all have. Boy, oh, big, yeah. big month so far. All have wins. There. The Colonel is going to join us, Doug. Missouri's got an offensive coordinator now. His name's Kirby Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missouri's got, you think they'll still be in the top 25, Jackson? Yeah, I don't think that Arkansas loss will hurt them. Okay. Not, I mean, they'll drop a few. Eagle on Saturday. Uh, talk it over with the Colonel. 
on those topics and uh, whatever you have to ask him. Brought to you by James Carlton. That's next here as we start the Maggie O'Brien's 9 o'clock hour, closing out the appliances counters 8 o'clock hour on the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.